Hey Warriors, welcome to another episode and I just want to let you know I'm sorry for the delay of getting this done but I haven't wasn't I haven't been feeling very good the last couple days and yesterday I was feeling really crappy and Thursday was about just as crappy so I do apologize but hey today is a day and I would like to actually talk about something that's been on my mind a little bit you know the best way to describe it would be the fog of war i don't know if you guys have ever heard that phrase before if you're a gamer you probably have heard it in strategy games if you're in the military you probably have heard it before as well but basically it means the unknown of a military operation so in other words you plan out this whole situation right but you don't know all the contingencies that could possibly happen within that situation so you can plan out this whole military operation straight up, you know, all the pieces, the people, the movements and everything, but you also don't know what's going to happen in those situations. Because remember, I mean, people make decisions on the whim and in those moments. So it's unknown. Now in games, it's usually just literally a fog that covers an area. And when you move your units near there, it reveals it. So I thought that was a very interesting concept to think about, well, about life and how it works i mean a lot of times we sit there as as a child or even as a teenager we have this dream that we want to be you know what we want to grow up to become um some people dream about you know getting married you know their future the house they're going to live in the job they're going to have or even the college they're planning on going you remember that's that's still unknown but we still plan it out you know what i mean so in a lot of ways, you know, it's just, you know, mostly about this podcast is about being warriors of God. In a lot of ways, we, we do create a form of operation for our future. I mean, I know I've shared before that, you know, I had this big plan, you know, what I wanted to do, you know, I was going to go in the NFL. I wanted to be a football coach and I had this big plan that I wanted to do all the way until probably my senior year. Then suddenly it was just kind of, I'm not really 100% sure. I still chased after becoming a PE teacher. But even after that first year being at Maranatha, it just didn't connect. It didn't fit right. And the real truth is, is because I had created the plan, but I forgot one piece of this whole thing about being a Christian and also about being a human being who's a Christian. There's God. Many times and oftentimes... We keep thinking to ourselves, and I know I kind of talked about this in the last episode, but we keep thinking to ourselves that it's our responsibility to be able to figure things out, put things together. So we create this plan, this whole direction of life, and we have it all set out in like time, you know, like a time map of when we should be done with school when we should meet the girl or the guy that we're supposed to be married to because some ladies are listening um to when we should get married when we should get a house when we should have kids like we have that all planned out and i can tell you this none of my plan came out the way i had planned but the truth is once i started figuring out to allow god to direct my plans or have control of my life, surrendering everything to his will, it kind of made the path a little bit clearer. 
Now, there's still unknown. There's still the future that I'm uncertain about. And I know many of you are probably in that same boat, and some of you even now may be in that boat, whether because of 2020 losing your job, um, whether it's, you know, your wife left you, and if, ladies, your husband left you. Um, it could be the unknown of your children. You know, they've left the house, but they're not talking to you anymore. It could be the unknown where, you know, am I stuck at the job I'm at for the rest of my life, or is there something more for me? But the question you got to ask yourself is, through all of this, have you even asked God? Have you even asked him, what is it the plan you have for me? Because the one thing is, we're always going to have that fog of war, that unknown. Because there's two things we have to think about. One is that we are in a constant spiritual warfare operation. Now, those that don't know Jesus, all they have is the human life. That's it. Because the spiritual battle that's going around them, they, they're enticed or enslaved by what sin has to offer. So they don't know that there's actually another side to fight for or fight with. So in a lot of ways, they're actually warriors of this world, but not knowing that they are warriors of this world. Because we have a culture that dictates that doing good and being a good person is enough to be a good person. But in reality, because of sin, we are a lost people, broken people. And that's why Christ had to come down because he basically allowed us to have that connection back to God again through what he did. He defeated sin and death. People don't know about that. So as Christians... Every day when we go go and deal with our daily life, it's a fog of war that we have to go through because not only do we have to deal with the world itself and their worldview, we also have to deal with the spiritual warfare that's going around, going on around us because the enemy is constantly, constantly coming after us. Just because we have the Holy Spirit, just because we have God does not mean Satan just stops sending his people after us. Why? Because he doesn't want us to succeed for one. He doesn't want us to tell, tell want, he doesn't want us to tell people about who Jesus is. He doesn't want us to have a life that's a blessing. He doesn't want us to succeed in whatever mission God has for us. So he wants to destroy that. I mean, we can think of people like Job who had all the riches of this world, had everything. God allowed Satan to take everything away from him but his life. And so after all the, I guess you could say the torment and the struggle and the failing that he felt inside of him, at the end, he still honored God for all his sorrow and pain. You see, in warfare, there's going to be casualties, there's going to be loss, there's going to be failings, there's going to be times where it feels like there's just no way out. It's going to feel like we're alone in the battlefield, and I know I talked about this a long time ago, but the idea for why I picked Warrior Within is because a lot of men today feel like they're facing the world alone. 
They feel like they're in the fog of war and they can't see anywhere. But that's a deception by the enemy to cloud and blind us to think that there is no way forward. There is no way out. That you are doomed. You are done. There is nothing that anybody can do to help you now. You are alone. But God is sitting there with his hands and like, like waving at us saying, Hey, man, I'm right here. Call out to me. Just reach out to me. And I will clear that path. You see, when we go and try to deal with life the way that we think it should be by walking through the cloud of, or I say the fog of war, but the cloud that's in front of us, we go in there blindly. And I mean, like you step into it. I mean, have you ever been in a thick fog and, and like, I mean, really thick where you can maybe see about two, three feet in front of you? But you can't see anywhere. Like you can't tell which direction is what. You're, all you can see is basically the step right in front of you. And that is it. Well, the amazing thing about God is when you ask him to be a part of your life and the decisions that you make and surrendering everything to him, his will to have control over it, he will move out a bigger portion of that fog so that you can see further ahead. I mean, he'll still limit you because he doesn't want you to see everything. He wants you to see enough so that you have faith in him. It doesn't mean he doesn't want you to discover his plans or see what he has planned for you for the future. He may give you a glimpse. He may give you an understanding or even a visional thought about what it could be or possibly be. Give you a, a hope and an encouragement for your faith. But the traveling or the journey there may not be what you expect it to be. Because in Psalms 119, there's a verse that says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. That's a key thing to understanding what it means to face the fog of war every day. Is that you got to know God's word. you got to study it. It has to be a part of your life because it will reveal, it will remove more of that fog out of the way so that you can see further because God is revealing what he needs you to see because you'll have a better understanding and sometimes the fog may be so big you can see quite a distance ahead but then what you also notice is that there's other people also going through the same situation as you are so you can lift up and encourage them and together as as a community of Christians or as a church Whereas a people of the body of Christ, you'll be able to see more together because you can encourage one another and pray for one another, which is why it's so important. I, you know, I talked about discipleship because discipleship is the key and the missing ingredient that we have forgotten. That's about relationships just as much as teaching and training. You can't help another man if you're not willing to pray with them, talk with them, spend time with them or get to know them in a close relationship. And it doesn't mean you guys have to be best buddies and best friends, but they they need that that connection, that brotherhood to know that they don't have to face life alone. That they can come to you guys and say, hey, man, I'm really having a hard time right now. I just feel like everything is just going down. You know, the job sucks. Life sucks. I, I just it's just I just can't do it. And that's where all of us men should be coming around that person say, hey, dude, we're right here for you. Let's pray about it. Hey, you know, if you need to talk, we'll talk with you. Hey, let's just go do something cool and fun. Let's just 
get something to give you that that energy and that boost that you need because that's part of discipleship and then you got to teach truth you got to talk about hey you know the scriptures say this you know god says this god's going to provide god's going to do god's going to show you but you have to allow them so i want you guys to really think about your everyday life i mean it is there is a battle on a daily basis that we have to go through the enemy is out there. The enemy is trying to separate us, trying to create us to be individuals that that think that they, they're the only ones that face life in the way that you do. But other men do. Other men struggle. Other men have gone through their own type of valleys. That's why it's so important to understand that God creates the strongest warriors in the darkest of valleys. Because the thing is, there's a key element to it. You either allow god to be that element that you need and you allow him to build you up you allow him to be a part of your life or you'll just continue to be in the path that you've always been you'll never change a lot of times when we go through these fog of war moments where it feels like we're alone don't think that you're alone for one two what is God trying to get your attention? Sometimes he needs to cloud up your your busyness to get you to notice that there's something he needs you to work on. That's why sometimes, uh, I remember one time my friend Danny said to me, he had mentioned that, you know, what's kind of interesting about that verse about God, you know, in Psalms 119, his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, is that sometimes... God take, makes you take a step back. Because we always think the path is always moving forward. But in reality, it could be taking a step back. So that you can see forward again. A lot of times we're such in a rush. We're moving forward in a constant rate. That we forget to stop. And reflect and check. I want you guys to think about that as we go to our commercial real quick. Take a step back. Think about your day. Think about what's going on in your life. Is God trying to reveal something to you? Okay, I'll be right back after this commercial. Hey guys, welcome back. And we know we've been talking about the fog of war. We've been talking about the elements of spiritual warfare. We've been talking about sometimes God needs you to take a step back so you can reflect. I mean, all these pieces are part of the, the fog of war scenario because they're all important. Sometimes we think the fog is absolutely a negative attribute, but sometimes that might be God trying to get you to see something as well. Now, now don't get me wrong, the enemy does use the fog of war because he does want you, or I say any of them, are trying to get you to feel like you're alone. And so even though God's put you in a, a form of solitude to focus on him more, the enemy is going to use that time also to say, oh, look, at God doesn't care about you. Oh, look, at God's trying to ruin your life. Look, at he's pulled you away for some reason. I guess he must not care about you. And that's what, you know that I mean? That's kind of what happened with Job when his, his friends started telling him, you know, just curse God and die. You know, what did you do, Job? And even his wife was kind of 
in the same type of mode too. Like, what did you do? What did you do? Is that because the thing is, guys, is that things that appear to be bad or appear to be hard and rough doesn't always mean that's the enemy doing that. Because if we were to actually even think about Joseph, the one who was given the jacket of like the rainbow colors and many colors, and he went and told his brothers his dream, and what did they do? They threw him in the pit, right? And then they sold him, and then they lied to their dad, and he ended up being in Egypt. He ended up being basically that one of the top men for Pontius, what's his name, Potiphar, right? Then then Potiphar's wife accused him of basically sexually assaulting her and they got thrown into prison again. And then was able to do basically answer dreams for the two workers of the emperor or, or I say Pharaoh, right? But then two years pass and oh yeah, that's right. There is that one dude that's in prison. He helped me. And then suddenly now Pharaoh asks him to, to reveal his vision or his dream and Dan, and uh, sorry, Joseph answers that, and then he becomes a second to only to Pharaoh. You see, the thing is, in those valleys, in those moments, I mean, I, I wish sometimes God reflected on what was going on with Joseph in those times. But you kind of get an understanding by how he reacts, by how he leads in those situations, how he responds to people. And you could see the change in him because later on when his brothers come, seeking food, you see his response. There was growth. There's something that changed in Joseph. Does he mean he was never bitter? No, I'm sure he was probably very bitter for a while. Angry. But it's through those dark valleys, those times and those moments that Joseph had to face, God took those times to help him grow up into more of the man he needed him to be. He needed him to go through all that, to have a better understanding. Can you imagine being thrown into a pit? All that time to just think and reflect. It's like a valley. About being thrown into prison after being accused of something you didn't do. Or someone else played the victim... It made you look like you're the enemy, you're the bad guy, and so the people kicked you out. You see, that's the thing, is that these moments are for, for you to learn and grow from. But that also teaches, in my opinion, the understanding that... Well, that's better. Let's go to, let's go to Philippians 4. Verse 4, we'll start there. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to, known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What have you learned and received and heard and seen in me? Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. You see, there is a form of understanding. 
that understanding is who God is. Okay? You will gain a peace that surpasses the understanding. Like, you will just know there is no way other than God can do such a peace in you through your situation. And then he will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus. You also got, you, you got to come to him. You got to pray. You got to understand thanking him through the situations that you've been going through because there is something he needs you to know. And they are blessings in disguise at the end of of a lot of times in these valleys it's a blessing some people go through them for a long time i mean for me it's been 10 years joseph we're not we don't know exactly how many years passed but we do at least know it's been it was at least two years in prison and that's why in verse 8 paul reflects on making sure Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So focus on <clears throat> on these, <clears throat> these views, these ideas that God has placed in your heart from Scripture, standing on what's true, what is honorable, what is pure. So don't allow the enemy to take what God is using you in during that time of a dark valley as a time or a moment where he's also trying to teach you to think about him wholly, that faith, building that faith even stronger based on what is honorable, what is true, what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable. Think of those things. So in other words, don't allow sin or anything get in the way because it so easily dangles something enticing to you during those dark times that you will actually quit on God, put him on the side and chase after those things because it makes you feel good because of how miserable you may feel or how dark it may feel or how frustrating it may feel. You use those negative things to make you feel better for the moment. So instead of seeking out what you should be seeking out during those times, chase after things you get you you chase after distractions you spend more time watching tv shows playing games or on your hobbies or working more i mean there's a lot a lot of americans these days that they chase after working more hours to escape reality um you start chasing after other women you start chasing after pornography you start looking into things that you shouldn't be doing you know, you start drinking more. There's so many things that we use as a distraction or as a focus to get out of our pain when in reality we're, just, we're supposed to be focusing on God, which is what I think Joseph probably was doing based on what we can see as the result of after his situations, how he stepped up in Potiphar's home and then how he even helped while he was in prison. You know, he was, he was so useful that the prison guards even used him to help. And then when Pharaoh found out about him and he answered his dream, he put him as second command to only him. Why? Because he probably saw that he was an honorable man, that he was just, that he was pure in how he, he acted and treated people. He was loving and compassionate and, and, and cared. And he was commendable because people would talk about him. And then whatever he did, he did in excellence. 
You see, there is a connection to when we're going through those times of ang anxiousness or anxiety, those times of unknown roads ahead of us. Like, like we talked about, the fog of war is the unknown of whatever plans we may have or whatever plans God has, but God is in control. See, the difference is when we think about our own selves and we design our own paths is based on what we think is right. It's based on what we want it to be. So instead of the path, of, as we go through our, our plan, things don't work out, it fails, and so we get dis, you know, discouraged. We feel like nothing because we forgot to put God in the whole story. We forgot to have him be part of the situation. So instead of seeing people loving God, we see people and their sorrows and, and their brokenness. And the fog of war becomes a solitude of sadness, misery, and rejection and failure. And we drown in our own sorrows. And then we sit there and wonder, what are you doing, God? Why are you doing this to me? And he ends up telling you, I'm not doing this to you. You're not listening to me. I'm calling out to you. I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to get you to see what I'm trying to do. Because even though you can't see it specifically, I am doing stuff for you, around you, and for you. All you need to do is trust me. All you need to do is just continue to honor me and obey me and do what I ask of you while you're in where you're at. Serving God is one of the best things we can do. But obeying him is even better. Because when you obey him, you obey his word. You're honoring the Lord in everything that you do. You're having him be a part of your story. Well, technically, we're part of his story, but part of your life and your situation. He has a plan for you, and he can help you see through the fog of war at the points that he needs you to see things, but with the right attitude and the right reasoning and with the right motivation. You're not doing it for self, you're doing it for him. You just need to be open to letting him in because he knocks at the door. He's waiting to be part of your life. You, know, you may have accepted him as your savior, but you still try to control every aspect of your life. And so as the fog of war is just covering you, you can't see the plans he has for you because all you see is what Satan wants you to see, what the enemy wants you to see, what the world wants you to see. And so we become anxious. We become lost. We, we become frustrated and angry. But through that valley, this is the best time to reach out to him and have him walk with you through it. Because he could show you the type of man he wants you to be, the warrior that he wants you to be. You let him. I hope this was encouraging. I hope you guys grow from this. I ask that you reflect on yourselves. Remember, take a step back. Look at yourself. Are you walking with the Lord? Are you obeying him? Are you honoring him? Are you doing what he is asking of you? Or are you trying to figure it all by yourself, walking in the fog, blind, because you can't see? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I ask you to bless this time. I ask you 
be honored through it, that your name would be glorified through it, that men that are listening to this will recognize, hey, we are in a fog of war every day, and hey, we need to step back, we need to reflect, we need to ask you to be a part of our life so that you can open up doors for us, that you can open up the fog, get to move it out of the way so we can see a little bit further. Because we have to count on you, faith in you. Thank you, Lord. You have shown that very true for me in these 10 years, and I stand by trusting you for every unknown that is ahead. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys be blessed. <laughs>